With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camaliere's Corotazi Historical Mystery Series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants. The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at readandrunchicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at readandrunchicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, flowers are blooming early. Illinois may soon have a new state nut. And lawmakers are thinking about warmer months and housing that needs AC. Lead producer Carrie Shepard and producer Simone Alisea are here to talk all things spring, including Springfield. It's Tuesday, March 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Carrie, Simone, it's the last week of the state legislative session before lawmakers go on their very own spring break. But we need to check in on some of the bills making their way through the General Assembly. We're going to start with you, Carrie. Can you tell us about a bill that we've actually covered here on the show already? Yeah, this is actually spurred from um, something um, that happened here in Chicago in the Rogers Park neighborhood last year. We spoke to, on CityCast, a, um, the alderwoman there in Rogers Park, Maria Haddon, who supported a ordinance um, to fix this issue. There were three seniors in the Snyder Apartments in Rogers Park, and this was this this brutal heat wave, and they died from heat exposure deaths. And Basically, because there was they didn't have control of their own air conditioning in their in their units, which is not totally uncommon um, for, you know, senior apartments like this, affordable housing. And there's an ordinance on the books in the city because, let's be honest, we're so used to working and dealing with colder weather and worrying about colder weather that says that the daytime temp is required to be 68 degrees from September 15th to June 1st. But basically, like, there's these older folks saying, like, it's so hot in here. And, you know, if you're just looking straight at the ordinance, like, by the books, it's like, well, I can't turn it off. The ordinance says I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off yet. It's can't turn the heat off. Exactly. I can't turn the heat off. So basically, this new bill says that um, any state-funded new construction of affordable housing has to have air conditioning installed and controlled by residents. So hopefully to... um, so we don't have another tragedy like they had at the Snyder Apartments last year. Of the hundreds of bills that are moving through the House and Senate, this is definitely one that is uh, a, a close one that we'll be following because, it, it again, it has direct impact on the lives of people who uh, live not only in our city but across our state. And some of the people who are living in uh, some of the most vulnerable conditions, particularly folks who are living in affordable housing. Uh, Simone, a a bill that sort of has a lot less stakes, uh, but, you know, depending on where you fall may be of interest to you, uh, is about sort of the some of the emblems of our state of Illinois. Can you talk about a, a bill going through the House? 
Yeah, the House has passed uh, bills designating a new state nut. That's the black <laughs> walnut. What is our current state nut? We don't have one. Do Illinois has never one. had one. No, for 200 one. years, okay, we've so never had one. Is... Yeah. My God, Illinois. I know. I know. Can you believe <laughs> it? Uh, and we have a new state bean is the soybean, which I don't think surprises oh. anyone who's familiar with uh, Illinois uh, agriculture. Um <laughs> you know, I the the reason I, I kind of wanted to mention these is, A, I think it's kind of fun to know these things. It's great bar trivia if you're out. But also, we had a conversation last week with Ted Kay, who is a flag design expert, kind of the flag design expert, talking about Illinois' state flag um, and its kind of poor design and efforts to maybe uh, redesign it, maybe create a new flag. And so these are Maybe maybe we'll get a black walnut flag. Maybe we'll get a soybean flag. Who knows? I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting to see what we think symbolizes Illinois and uh, the the picture we put out to the world. Simone, you should remind people what the current Illinois flag looks like. The current Illinois flag is uh, a seal on a bed sheet. The seal on a bed sheet. It's the Illinois state seal. <laughs> the state okay. seal is not a, a, a marine mammal. The state seal is an image of a eagle and the lake and some prairie grass. The eagle's got this shield in its talons and it's got this ribbon in its mouth that has the state motto. Uh, it's on a rock. It's it's uh, both cartoonish and overly detailed at the same time. Yeah, I, <laughs> at the same I, time. I, I don't think anybody would be surprised to know I don't carry a lot of state pride with me. So I don't really, these conversations, while again, I think they're interesting to see what do people think represent the state, but I don't care about state flags, but Jacoby, state trees, but if, if we state had nuts, a cool, state if beans, we had a cool state, state songs, flag, maybe state you mascots, would hold more state models, state of the state, state of the union. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe I would. I just, I don't believe that. If the if art the were better, was cool, if the art were better, <laughs> if the art were better, more people would be, would be moving here and not moving away. People are dying and they down there talking about black walnuts and soybeans. To be fair, that's not all they're talking about. About. No, <laughs> there were lots of important stuff going on in Springfield. I'm just saying, look at the Chicago flag. Like people fly the Chicago flag, they wear yes, the Chicago yes. flag. It's all over, and it's because the design we, is we, good. We said that a lot in the episode, and um, I mean, I, I, I that is true, but like, it's also not true. Let's just be real. Ain't no, ain't no Chicago flag in my neighborhood or nothing. Nothing. You could go through the entire neighborhood, you won't see the flag one time. I bet you would on I the stores on 53rd. Yeah. 53rd? Yeah. You think these 53rd Street's got the Chicago flag? Y'all yeah. Y'all need to come down here stand on 53rd Street there because no, <laughs> they do not. No, not they at the Silver Room or anything? They right. definitely Ma- have Chicago flag merch yeah, at the Silver Room. The Silver 100% room is pretty. they do. All right. All right. Put in the transition music or something. <laughs> we gotta catch up on some other bills that are moving through state legislation last week we talked with uh state representative kelly cassidy about a bill she is sponsoring that focuses on what do we do with our bodies after we die uh simone do we have an update on that bill yeah so uh the so-called human composting bill uh has passed the house. So what that is, uh, just as a reminder, is basically uh, it's an option for Illinoisans. When you die, um, you have the opportunity to turn your remains uh, into soil, into compost. Um, it's another burial method 
uh, at option. So now that heads to the state Senate. So you may one day become soil at a soybean farm. Like, come on. You or could... a black walnut farm. I didn't know if they had. You can't. You can't sell it. You can't sell the soil, but you could plant a black walnut tree. Yeah, you know, of your Aww. own, if, of your own, if you so desired, and maybe, maybe some soybeans as well. Uh, I don't remember any of the other state state fruits or vegetables. <laughs> Simone, you talked to Representative Cassidy, and I, I really learned a lot in that, and something I wouldn't. You know, I've heard about green burials, like a lot. That's kind of been a, a trend, sort of more eco-friendly burials. Um, but just to understand, like really take it all the way through of that you could literally, you could plant a tree in your family's mm-hmm. home yard, you know, like it, I thought it was actually quite beautiful to imagine, you know, and I, I never thought about it. I have fallen down a list of Illinois state symbols, y'all. The state animal <laughs> is the white-tailed deer. The state oh, dance sense. is square dancing, apparently. I petition we changed that to footwork, and that's wild. I was going like, to say, I was going to say. The state exercise is cycling. Oh. Uh, the state flower is the violet. The violets oh. are Apparently pretty. there's a state fossil. We had a state fossil yes. before we had a state bean. And the fruit, which is why I went to look it up eventually, is the gold rush apple. Oh, and don't we produce? I mean, this is a this is not a fruit, but I think Illinois produces the most pumpkins of anyone. That's our I feel like that's a fact. That's our state pie. Okay, pumpkin pie. pie. There you go. Speaking of the pumpkins, after we did that episode about the flags, uh, we actually got uh, somebody sent us. They texted us a flag of their own. Um, that they designed. And it's really, really, really cool. What a, what a nice little explanation. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really thoughtful. Um, so this is Haley from Roscoe Village uh, sent us. It's a, we, We're going to post a picture of this along with her explanation in, our, in today's newsletter. So make sure you're subscribed to that at chicago.citycast.fm. Uh, it's, a, it's a blue background representing um, the different borders of Illinois, the lake and the various rivers. Uh, and it's an orange and yellow wheel representing in part some of our agriculture, including pumpkin production. And the wheel represents um, a whole bunch of different stuff. The first Ferris wheel in Chicago, uh, you know, all of our uh, railroad lines and the birthplace of Route 66 and the Great Migration and just all of these different symbols. Uh, Really, really thoughtful and interesting explanation from Haley. Uh, So thank you for that. And you can find that in the Hey Chicago newsletter today. Shout out to Haley. Uh, We will drop links to other bills that are moving through our state legislator. Uh, There you can read about a bill that talks about the future of book banning in uh, publicly sponsored libraries, uh, gendered bathrooms, and also uh, a plan to make kindergarten more accessible to families across Illinois. Sessions will be back from spring break April 18th and goes until May 19th. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. 
Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Moving from Springfield to just plain old spring, despite the clouds, showers, and uh, maybe even a, a little bit of frost this week, I promise you it is technically spring, right? Maybe if we keep <laughs> talking about it, the sun will finally come out. Uh, Simone, we had a very mild winter. I believe it was the the fourth warmest in the last 70 years. What does that mean uh, as we transition into the spring season? Well, uh, it means a lot of things. Um, flowers are blooming early, in some cases, two to three weeks mm. ahead of schedule. Um, on the bright side, this means pretty flowers to look at. Our neighborhood is Tulip City when the flowers Love bloom. Love it. Oh, nice. Every single nice. yard. Nice. Yes. On the flip side, if we do get some snow or uh, some freezing temperatures this week or in the coming weeks, it means those flowers might be more susceptible to um to freezing. So if you are a gardener and you've got tulips, uh, be on the lookout for that. Another thing that these early blooms mean, um, pollen, allergies. Mm. Uh, it has been a very rough allergy season. Uh, I am told I'm somebody who doesn't actually suffer from seasonal allergies. Please don't hate me for it. It's just, <laughs> that's the way it is. Uh, you may still. I'm sorry to be a downer. But I know. So it, when it, I was it a, creep up on you. It creeps I, up on you. As I got into I my thirties, it's coming on me now. Me too. I when I I was a kid, my brother and sister used to have to go to the allergist, and I would make fun of them, and I'd be like, "Ugh!" And then, boom, <laughs> I got them as an adult. Not, uh. they, I would be like, "Ugh!" Sucks for you. Get these, uh. little, these little needles. Sucks these little suck. shots. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Not being allergic kids. to outside. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Indoor kids. <laughs> now I'm an indoor kid. <laughs> Before the the green and the flowers really peak and the pollen really picks up over the next couple of months, you still do have some time to be an inside kid at some of the great <laughs> conservatories around the city, whether it's um, out in the burbs like the Botanical Garden. I actually went to the Garfield Park Conservatory and the Lincoln Park Conservatory over the last couple of weeks, and they were absolutely beautiful. I have some pictures uh, that maybe we can drop on Twitter or something for folks to see uh, from both of the conservatories, but the flower shows are still going on, and they are just an absolute dream to take in there. Fantastic for photo shoots. Fantastic. It smells uh, amazing too. Yes. And and then just just getting the walk through both of the conservatories. You just take a light stroll, uh, kind of make your way through. It, it makes for a really good weekend. Um and then I went from the Lincoln Park Conservatory and just sort of walked through the park over to the Drake to get some get some tea. Oh, some afternoon high tea. Some afternoon with the Drake. high tea at the Drake. Uh, that sounds like a 
perfect Saturday. Also, plug for, I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but um, I got a targeted ad for the the Tulip Festival in Spring Grove. I've never done it. This should be happening during late April through May. So another shout out for um, heading out to the burbs to see the tulips. 300,000 bulbs, 40 different varieties, uh, or 900,000 are in colorful blocks. And then everybody gets a free tulip at the Richardson Tulip Festival in Spring Grove. That's pretty dope. Lovely. Moving from the beautiful things you can see outside, art is really starting. um, Emerge is not the right word because we got great art all year round, but we're starting to reemerge, which means we can go take in the arts a little bit more. It's everything from from dance, indoor exhibits, theater. Uh, Carrie, can you tell us, uh, you know, what's on your list when you start thinking about arts and, and what is it about spring art season that really sort of rejuvenates you, gets you back outside? Yeah, I mean, right, like you, everything you just said sounded lovely, like going to the conservatories and stuff. But, um, you know, the Smart Museum in Hyde Park uh, at U Chicago is one of my favorite art museums in the city. I'm excited to head there for their newest exhibit and then maybe pop over to Hyde Park Art Center, another one of my favorite space art spaces, um, and then pop over to see you, Jacoby, and we will look for a Chicago flag on 53rd. And then, <laughs> so that's for visual art. But um, last weekend, I made my first trip since the pandemic started uh, back to the Gene Siskel Film Center, one of my favorite movie theaters in the city. I used to go after work sometimes on week weekdays, which weeknights to see shows, um, to see movies. So I'm excited to head back there. They have this great series called Conversations at the Edge, where they usually talk to a filmmaker um, after the film screens. Beautiful. I want to give a couple of shots because this past weekend was probably my most sort of event packed when it comes to the arts. Friday, I went to the Salt Shed for the first time um, to, nice. to see Masego. Uh, shout out to that venue. I, I had my reservations of, of what it was going to look like. But then when you get inside, I mean, not only was the sound very good, like the general admission, the floor, there's a lot of room for, for, for standing room. There are a lot of available seats. The Salt Shed, which is over in like North Center, West Lakeview, um, and then Saturday, I found myself at Dorian's up in Wicker Park uh, for a little bit of live music. And there was like a Latin blues uh, player in there just sort of ripping on his guitar. The band w- was absolutely fantastic. And then speaking of the University of Chicago, Sunday, I went to the Logan Center for Arts at the University of Chicago to see the Chicago Black Dance Legacy Project. Um, and the great thing about them is this ensemble made up of companies like uh, The Era, this amazing footworking team, uh, Deeply Rooted Dance, Muntu. And you can visit the Black Dance Legacy Project's website to find out how to support all of these other dance troops um, throughout the dance season. And I'm really excited to get back up to the Black Ensemble Theater, who right now has a dedication to Earth, Wind & Fire. Uh, and then I'm really excited yes. come May for the Real Housewives of Motown. That There's looks not really a lot good. of information about what it's going to be. I don't care. That title's amazing. It's also going to be a tribute to great music. One of the things uh, that the director, Dale Brooks, uh, does very good uh, is weaving music into his productions. Uh, so I'm excited to see those. Uh, you know, I-, I love me some good arts. And again, we got a lot to deliver on here in the city. One last spring thing before we let you out of here. Opening day is this week. Later this week, we're going to be talking about Old Comiskey Park, uh, which opened in the... uh 
early 1900s and ran through 1991, uh, the year of my birth. Uh, and that's going to drop this Thursday where we're just sort of celebrating the return of baseball. The Cubs opened their season at home in a three-game series against the Brewers. And the White Sox, well, we drew the short end. And we opened on the road in a four-game series against the World Series champ, Houston Astros. Uh, this year, I'm, I'm going to do better. I feel like last year I got all ready to just like talk about how the Cubs wasn't going nowhere and the Sox was trying to play for a title, and then it was one of the most disappointing seasons of my adult year injury right, don't, riddle. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx that. Honestly, what's no. He's jinx? doing the opposite of he's doing the opposite of jinx right now. Carrie, I know you enjoy a good uh, a good baseball game. You know, particularly coming do. down here to I'm, the South I've, Side, getting you a beer, getting you a, a, a vegan a vegan hot dog. Uh, you excited I, to to get out and see some games this year? I love it. I love it. I um, I it's. It's almost criminal how few people appreciate a great Sox game like in the during the week on a beautiful spring summer night. I just I love it. And I like going to Wrigley too. I'm not going to lie. I it looks very different than it used to look. Um I went a, I went a couple times but, last year. I'm not even finna front. Yeah. I actually am one of those people who enjoys watching baseball. I think it is I think it's fun and I yeah, I love I love uh I love sitting sitting at a baseball game. Nothing, nothing to complain about on a beautiful day at a baseball game. Today, I was joined by the magnificent lead producer, Carrie Shepard, and the always wonderful producer, Samal Alisea, to talk all things spring, including a busy set of sessions down in Springfield and all the flowers blooming around the city. Uh, fingers crossed that the frost does not um, take them early. Uh, I appreciate y'all showing up and showing out as you always do. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jacoby. Before I let you go, I want to give one last shout out to the best damn newsletter in this city. Hey, Chicago, written by our newsletter editor, Sydney Madden. Uh, in there today, she's got some great events across the city from a chopped watch party in Logan Square, the Black College Expo in Roseland, and a pop-up art studio in Westtown. Subscribe now at chicago.citycast.fm. We're going to be back here tomorrow. Hopefully you'll join us. Peace. Is it conversations on the edge? Hold on. Carry fact checks, man. At the edge? I think it's at the edge. At Prepositions the are always edge. the worst. Always the worst part of fact checking.